This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app for the iOS App Store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. I am your host, Carlo Gonzalez, and the Golden Knights just came back down 2-0 in the first period to win 5-2 against the Minnesota Wild in St. Paul. Figure that. You know the whole thing about the Golden Knights not winning in St. Paul? Well, they won today and in regulation. Well... What a game! I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. The game the game started really uh, questionable, and if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see my mood swings throughout the game. But the the lineup had a few surprises there, uh, at least to me. Uh, but I will talk about that later. I just want to recap the game a little bit and uh, talk about how this roller coaster of emotions really. Um, just, just, uh, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still really hyped from it. By the way, I'm wearing, I'm wearing my Petro shirt two in a row, two and zero oh, since I've worn my Petro shirt on the game. So, uh, looks like I'm wearing this the whole playoffs, guys. Um, anyways, the the first period started with Minnesota Wild really taking it through uh, to the Golden Knights. The the Golden Knights. Had no answer for the 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 uh, Felino line. The Joel Eriksson Eck, the Greenway and Felino line has been really tormenting the Golden Knights throughout this series. Uh, if you remember, Eriksson Eck was the one who scored the game-winning goal in overtime on Game One, and they they scored the only goal in Game Two. Uh, I thought they had a really good first period, and the, the but the first goal was on that second line uh, by Hartman from Kaprizov. Kaprizov gets his first point of the series. It was a fantastic pass. You can't really you gotta give him credit for that. But but my point is on the first period, the Golden Knights had had nothing, and I was very pessimistic about it as you can t- if you saw my tweets I, I i turned my my profile picture back to the sad version of my profile fic- picture uh it's because the golden knights had no life uh, i also even tweeted that mark stone was invisible throughout the series and it hasn't really shown up but i th- i think he follows me on twitter because ever since i tweeted that like five minutes later in the second period Mark Stone scores the Golden Knights' first goal, and it's been all Golden Knights since then. That really sparked the uh, the team to to just dominate the the sec from the second period on. I, I I'm probably taking too much credit of this, but I'm I think the I, I'm pretty sure they said something in the locker room. I they know that they're the better team against Minnesota. They're more physical. They change a lot. Their forecheck was more was more heavy, and they just wouldn't give any room to the Wild. And it was fascinating. They had trouble scoring at first. The the, the Wild was still playing a really good defensive game 
Oh, I f- and, and and in the second period, there, there also was the the third goal that the Wild scored by Eriksson Ek. He was a supposed second goal, but it was brought back because of an offside, which was the right call if you saw the video. It was an obvious call, but since then, it was all Golden Knights. And I think the Golden Knights played their game. They were way more – they were much – faster in the transition game which I talked about last episode where the transition game really is the bread and butter for the Golden Knights but the Patrick Brown goal the second goal of the of the game was was just was Nick Holden shooting the puck purposely wide for the rebound and Patrick Brown got it and and scored and the goal after that, Nick Holden did it again, purposely shooting the puck wide for Riley Smith to score the rebound. The three unanswered goals in the second period. Momentum was all in the Golden Ice favor. They had even the power play in the end. They had a power play too after the Stone goal, where they didn't score a goal on the power play, but you can tell they had momentum. It was buzzing the whole two minutes. They were they were so close to scoring. And it was it was it just carried over into the next shift, which led to the Patrick Brown goal. Now, I believe the series is still not over. I know I'm a little bit. I, I, people might think I'm a little bit of a pacifist, a pe- pe- pessimist, a pacifist, pessimist. But I, I'm just realistic. I've seen how good the Wild can play against the Golden Knights, so I'm not gonna rule them out. The Golden Knights did take back home ice advantage. I like I said the last episode where the Golden Knights needed to win one of these games, and they did. Mark Stone showed up. I, I thought Petrangelo, especially in the end there, he saved the goal in the end of the third period where uh, the, the goal was at the goal line, and he, he dove and used his glove to 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 – to deny the goal. I thought Petro had another good game. Theodore at some one point of the game tried to do everything himself as the, Theodore would. I don't think Theodore still has a point in this series, uh, but I think he's still playing very well. Uh, I talked about Patrick Brown a little bit, uh, which is a, one of the surprise starts in this game and Nick Holden I'll talk about it a little bit more uh, later in the show uh, the the misfit line has two goals Riley Smith and William Carlson and Mark Stone ended it with an empty netter in the end but this is was a a beautiful game by the Golden Knights if you don't count the first period uh, it, Riley Smith was asked after the game about the first period and he said that the wor- first period was the worst something on the lines that it was the worst that they could have played it. It, it, it was terrible. I understand where he's coming from. I, that's why I was very, very very down on the team because they did not look like a team that could win that game. They looked like a team that just got outplayed and I thought it was going to carry over the whole game but they they proved me wrong, and I should have learned my lesson that throughout the year, the Golden Knights never goes away. They're always in the game. They always come. They come back down goals, and they're a very, very resilient team, which is good for the playoffs. Now, 
there there was also times I saw some people in social media that that's what that was thinking that was wondering if the Golden Knights was going to go with Robin Leonard uh, going into the second period because Flurry led in two goals. And to be honest with you, I don't think any of those two goals was Flurry's fault. The the those two goals was because the Wild just won the puck battle in front of the net and the rebounds was not cleared and they scored those goals. The Golden Knights cleaned that up after the second period. They adjusted the defense just like what they did in 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 game 1, which which I appreciate. It's it's such such a good sign that this team knows how to adapt their game and really adjust to what how the other team is playing. Now there are there were also points in the especially in the first most of these criticisms are in the first period where I criticized how the bottom six could not keep up with their bottom six. I know that they're they they weren't in the scoreboard other than the the act. I'm I'm sorry. I'm taking it back. <laughs> they have one goal. The four the fourth line had one goal with Patrick. The Patrick Bangle was a fourth line goal, but the the third line was not on the score sheet. But I thought they played great. I thought they controlled the puck and played really good. Uh, played a really good 200 foot game and they when they're on the offensive zone i thought they had a really good forecheck and really controlled the puck keeping it away from minnesota later on the game but but like i said the first period is as bad as they could play it it was just the first period just something you 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 did not want to see but throughout the game it's it's very encouraging to see the golden knights rebound and just be resilient because this is the playoffs and you're going to get down. The other team is a good team. And if you have the ability to come back like that, it, it, it's a very, very good asset. Now, I want to keep talking about the, the game. But first, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, including occasional limited time flavors? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and my personal favorite, salted caramel. I'm just a caramel guy. I love caramel. And this one tastes so good. And it's healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, but only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar. A couple of them has 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, and only 5 grams of sugar. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and you get the raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. If you haven't tried any of the flavors, you can get the mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 off BuiltBar.com. So like I said earlier in the in the, in the in the podcast, in this episode, where there were a few surprises that I didn't expect them to do in the lineup. I talked about it last, uh, last episode in the preview where they called up Cody Glass and Dylan Sakura. And I fully expected Cody Glass to see the to be in the lineup as because 
Tomasz Noszek is still unhealthy and unable to play. Now, I'm a little bit disappointed that they, for some reason, this team did not trust Cody Glass, but Patrick Brown did score a goal. So that, that kind of shows how much we know, right? And I'm not alone in this. A lot of people are wondering why they won't play Cody Glass. See, the, the reason why I'm really... Because I, I, I like Cody Glass. I like what he brings to the table. I like his skill set. And I just want him to develop into to, into his potential. But but I digress because the... Um, and there's another... Uh, another another lineup change that I did not expect. I did not expect to see Nick Holden, who also, get, once again... Proved us wrong with two primary assists. Okay, they they scratched Nicholas Haig uh, to put in Nick Holden, which Nick Holden, who played most of the playoffs last year in the bubble alongside Zach Whitecloud, who Zach Whitecloud attributed a lot of his development to playing next to Nick Holden. He learned a lot from Nick Holden, and I believe that. A, a big reason why Nick Holden hasn't played a lot in this year is because of the cap constraints. Nick Holden is make it, uh, making 1.7, I believe, is it 1.5, something like that, where they can't pl- really play him and not be over the cap this season. They did play him early in the season when uh, Braden McNabb was in LTIR, but right now they, could, they couldn't play him. Uh, oh, during the season. Now that the the postseason is in, they they they're able to play him. Do I think Nick Holden is better than Nick Hague? Um, maybe. I, I I I still I haven't seen Nick Holden play in a long time, so I can't really answer that question. I know for a fact he has more experience, more playoff experience than Nick Nick Hague. That's that's pretty self-explanatory and obvious. Nobody can argue that, but. At the same time, I thought Nick Hague's play throughout the season has been really good, and I don't think they he deserved to be pulled after one. He did a lot like last game, the one goal by Matt Dumba. He he actually he was the one who screened Mark Andre Fleury, and I don't think it was solely Nick Hague's fault. He was just trying to cover uh, his his man, and then I accidentally. Uh, screen flurry, but that's that's not on Haig. I I think this team still trusts Nick Holden's veteran veteran experience more than Haig, which I understand. That's why I am not a coach and I'm just a fan making a podcast, right? But I appreciate this team trusting their players, <laughs> unless you're quoting Glass, trusting their players to go in there and make an impact on the team. They trusted. Patrick Brown and trusted Nick Nick Holden, you know, and like I said, they 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 Nick Holden rewarded them with two primary assists and one of the driving forces uh, on that. And I I remember in the first period during the early in the game, Nick Holden had this big hit uh, on a player. I can't remember who it was, and that really drive the tone. I I think he's trying to get back into the game. Now they also talked about in the morning the availability of Max Pacioretty and Peter Bohr said that he's still day-to-day yeah I he's been day-to-day since he first got injured guys I'm not I think the more the 
Max Pacioretty injury is as is more serious than we first initially thought. Uh, I'm not sure if he did travel with a team because nobody saw him or that, but I do not confirm. Uh, confirm this is just my theories, but I want to be proven wrong. I want to I want to see Max Pacioretty in the next game. Uh, even though the Golden Knights did score five today. But having Max Patch already really will bolster that lineup, and this is the playoffs, and we can't really we, we want our best to be out there every time, and my, Max Patch already is one of our best, and I don't want to I don't want to keep harping about it, but if you have Max Patch already there, everybody is lined up to where they need to be. Uh, you, you put Max Patch already back. Into the lineup, Alex Tuck goes back down to the third line, and you have Yanmark, Wah, and Tuck. In the fourth line, you probably have Kolasar down there as the center, and Patrick Brown will be uh, out of the lineup. But hopefully we see him next game. And I want to talk I, – I, and let's – the game is on Saturday, so there, there's not going to be an episode uh, before – uh, that on that day so i want to talk a little bit more about it in this episode but first i want to tell you guys about bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet in all sports action baseball season is in full swing so you can track all the actions at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and all your ufc and mma action before the next pitch Head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, and this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus or your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. So on Saturday, the Golden Knights and the Wild will play Game 4 of the series. The pressure is now on Minnesota to win this game. The the Golden Knights going into St. Paul, going into this two-game series, they just needed to win one. The Golden Knights already got that one game they needed. They... I wouldn't say the next game is a must-win. It's... They... they it's a must win in a way that if you if the Golden Knights win the next game, they are in firm control on the series. They're going to go up three to one, but and it, it, it's such an important game. But if you compare, if if the Golden Knights would have lost Game Three, the pressure would have been all on the Golden Knights to win that game because they would have been the team that's going to go down three to one in the series. Now. It's Minnesota's turn to respond. The and the fact that Minnesota could not get anything going. They scored two goals, but in three games they've only scored four goals. Four goals in three games. The pressure is on them to score now. They have not really shown that, and I feel like they are starting to grip their sticks a little bit more and started to get frustrated. If you notice late in the game on game three, they started to get a little bit more chippy. There was a little bit more activity after the whistle, and that's a result of frustration. The Golden Knights, I felt like, was 
like that in the first period. There was a few times where I thought Carrier had a few extra altercations after the whistle. He was a little bit frustrated once the Wild had a 2-0 lead, but now it kind of flipped over. The Wild is under pressure, and they're at home. They're in front of uh, 4,500, I think they said 4,500 fans, and the Golden Knights can play. I think the Golden Knights are best when they play loose and they play their game. It's not like they can't play under pressure or anything, but I feel like the Golden Knights are much better when they have their confidence, their, their mojo, and they know that they can just will themselves into winning the game. You saw that from the start of the second period to the third period, right? They they got their they, they scored the goal. They had the momentum. They tied it. Riley Smith got the game winning goal, and it was all down there, uh, the uphill from there. Like it, it was just it was just all Golden Knights, and they they would not let down. They they had their mojo and. They didn't give an inch. That's when the Golden Knights play best. They they only allowed nine shots in that third period. So they need to not not third period. In the last in the last forty minutes of that game, they only allowed nine shots, which is impressive, especially when the the Wild is pushing to get a goal. Now they need to carry that momentum into Game Three. The that whole that whole confidence and mojo they need to carry that. They need to start the first period strong and the more the golden knights are going to put pressure on the wild especially with a young wild team that they are they haven't had been they haven't been tested in the playoffs so we don't know if they're going to rise up or crumble but normally young teams with no experience more most most of the time the pressure gets to them and the golden knights as a veteran team knows this and they need to really really push that and i think they can i i i did say that they need to have a strong start in the first period but judging from the first three games of this series whoever controls the first period has lost the game game one the golden knights had that first the really good first period where they had like 17 or four shots or something. They lost that game in overtime game two, the same thing with when, when Mark Andre Fleury had to stand on his head in the first period, the wild lost that game. And then game three wild took the two, nothing lean in the first period and the wild lost that game. But I, I think that's just a coincidence. I think that's not the norm. I think it's just a, a thing to meme about, but if the golden Knights get two, two goals in the first period, or like a goal early, that's gonna. I feel like that's gonna get into the heads of the Minnesota Wild. There, they have yeah, they have a few veterans there like Stahl and and Spurgeon, uh, Spurgeon, but most of their team is young. And if you really get that, you you get that in their head that they're they're that the Golden Knights are just better than you. You can't win this. It's over. That's that's how the Golden Knights can really, really take control of this game. If you win next game, it, it's it's pretty much as as close as winning the series as you can get. As as I've I've said before, we've the Golden Knights have had three one leads before, but I don't want to talk about that. I'm pretty sure they've learned their lesson uh, after that because they blew it twice. Although they won the second time, they won it. Um, 
I mean, they won game uh, seven the second time. But this time, if the Golden Knights go up three to one, I don't think it's going to go to game seven. But if the Wild win, I think the Golden Knights still has gets even though if if the if the Knights lose the next game, I don't think it's an end all be all. I think the, the Knights still have momentum in the series because they took one game from the the Wild in St. Paul. But if they do win, it's pretty much over, I think. But uh, that's about it. On Monday, I will talk about. I will recap the game uh, on Saturday, and I will pre and. Recap the game, the playoff game between the San Jose Barracuda and the Henderson Silver Knights. And I will also talk about the game on Monday on that that night. So I'll see you guys then. Uh, I still don't know how to end a podcast. So thanks for listening.